0: Hey, welcome back to Biblical Insights. Well, we're gonna pick up where we left off. Uh, <clears throat> we were talking about Satan's Superman. So we looked at the biblical events on uh, this end time. So this is a biblical view of the end times. So we spoke about the rapture first, and then now we're talking about Satan's Superman, who is the Antichrist. So we've already spoke about some of the attributes and some of the characteristics of the, the Antichrist. So right now we're gonna pick up where we left off, that he will be, and we just looked at, uh, well, we left off on part of the fact that he will attack the Prince of God. So we looked at the abomination of Satan Superman. So the Antichrist will break his covenant. So this will be three and a half years. The, the, this, the part we're in right now is the abomination of Satan of the Antichrist, okay? So that the Antichrist will break his covenant with Israel and will attack the people of the Lord. He will try to do what Hitler and Stalin uh, attempted to do, which is exterminate the Jews. So we're going to pick up where we left off. So like I said, one of the last things that we talked about last time was that becoming a – or being a fundamental Christian – Who believes in the biblical tenets of Christianity is becoming it will become illegal and be outcast and shunned upon and will be considered intolerant bigots. Well, it's already happening. So we're gonna look at pick up where we left off, that he will attack the Prince of God. Okay, here we are told, and we're looking at Daniel 825, which we've already read, uh 825, through his cunning meaning the Antichrist, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. Okay, so we're talking about Jesus Christ himself. This is none other than the Lord Jesus. It appears that anything having to do with godliness holiness or Christ will be the focus of the attacks of this madman he will make every effort to stamp out the name of Jesus and we talked about last week kind of like just refreshing that while he is doing this the Lord will raise an army of 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel which is 144,000, going out throughout the world, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. We see that in Revelation 14. And the the, the Antichrist will be powerless, powerless to stop them. Again, this attitude is already being manifested around in our day right now. When was the last time, like I said, you've heard any of the uh, names, Buddha, Allah, Uh, Muhammad any of these names being used as a cuss word well you don't okay? but I hear a lot of times that it's becoming more and more uh, noticeable and accepted to use the name of Jesus uh, in vain as a cuss word we see it happening more and more often and being accepted. It's sad. Satan the Antichrist hates the name of Jesus. He will hate it and he will attempt to discredit it and destroy it until he is cast away in the hells of the flame. While it is, that Jesus and his doctrines are the most hated things in the world because of men, because if men admit the fact that he is Lord, meaning Jesus is Lord, that he died and rose again, that he is in fact the savior, then man must admit that he is a sinner or be doomed to the flames of hell. If the Bible is right about Jesus, then it stands to reason that it is a right that it is right about everything else as well. The world hates His name because it points out their sins. You can't be a professional quarterback and drop the J bomb and still expect to be. a quarterback and be popular. You can't stand or take a knee to pray. But you can take a knee and protest the national anthem. We live in a screwed up world. He will attack the place of God. Daniel 8 25, Daniel 11:36, 36, Daniel 9, 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 4, and Matthew 24 5. So let's look at the one in Matthew. So let's take a look at Matthew real fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was Matthew 24. And it was in verse, what was it, 15, 24, 15? Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in the Judea or in Judea flee to the mountains. Therefore. You see the God, the abomination of desolation. All these verses tell us the Antichrist will break his seven-year covenant with Jew, with the Jews, with Israel, that he will attempt to wipe Israel from the map, and that he will enter the newly constructed temple in Jerusalem walk into the Holy of Holies, set up his throne. He will declare himself to be God and he will demand worship from all the people, but especially the Jews. He will desecrate their temple and the Jews. The passage we read as our text this morning was directly fulfilled by a man, uh, Antiochus Epiphanes. He was a Syrian. He came to the throne in 175 B.C. and ruled until 164 B.C. He was anti Semitic to the core. He assaulted Jerusalem, murdered or murdered over forty thousand in three days, and selling an equal number into cruel slavery. It is thought on September 6, hundred seventy one BC, he began his evil actions towards the temple. On December fifteenth, one sixty eight, his temple, desecration, Reached its ultimate low for on that day, excuse me, this idolater sacrificed a giant sow, a pig, on an idol altar that he made in the Jewish temple. He then forced his priests to swallow its flesh, made a broth of it, and sprinkled all the temple. He finally carried off the golden candlesticks table of shoe bread altar of incense and various other vessels and destroyed the sacred books of the law a large image of Jupiter was placed in the Holy of Holies all this was termed by the horrified Jews as the abomination of desolation and is referred to by Jesus in Matthew 24:15 as a springboard to describe the activities of the future antichrist all through palestine altars to jupiter were set up when i say palestine i don't mean uh, what they're talking about now that they're they're using the word palestine to downplay the jewish homeland so I don't mean any disrespect when I said that uh, because it was never a Palestinian country, ever. It was a term that the the Romans coined as humiliation based off the Philistines. So with that out of the way. So altars of Jupiter were set up all over country, and the Jews were forced to sacrifice on them. But at a time, but at a, a, a little Jewish town called Modin, 17 miles northwest of Jerusalem, there lived a Jewish priest named Mattathias of the house of Hasmon. He had five sons, and this brave old man not only refused to worship Antichius' idols, but boldly slew the king's religious ambassador. The Jewish revolt was on. One of his sons was named Judas, and he was called the Maccabee, meaning the hammer. For the next few years, Judas successfully led an army of Jews against the Syrians, their brave exploits are described in two apocryphal books, First and Second Maccabees. On December twenty-fifth, nineteen or one, 19, 165 B.C., the Jewish patriots cleansed and rededicated the temple antiquus had defiled. This later became a Jewish holiday known as the Feast of Dedication. Note in eight fourteen, and that you can read that in John. There is a time period of 2,300 years, or days, mentioned. This apparently began on September 6, 171 B.C. and ended on December 25, 165 B.C. It was, however, on the basis of this time period that William Miller, the founder of the modern Seventh-day Adventist movement, went astray, he made the days stand for years and arrived at the date of October 22nd, 1844 for the return of Christ. Huh. How's that working for you? Never came back. Antichius died in Babylon in 164 after being soundly defeated in battle. So what Antichius said did is part will be done in full <clears throat> excuse me by the Antichrist. He will declare to the world that he is God and that he must be worshipped. The sad thing is that the Bible tells us very clearly that the that the world will be led to worship this devil from hell. Revelation thirteen eight the world will not bow to the Lord Jesus who loves them and gave himself for them but they will worship this satanically charged madman and will give him the praise that should be reserved exclusively for Jesus for God friend who are you worshiping this morning? Who are you? Are you giving yourself to Him? Are you worshiping yourself? Are you worshiping your things? Or your life? Are you reserving your worship for the Antichrist? The fact is, your worship will be directed somewhere I would advise that you worship the Lord God through His Son the Lord Jesus Christ the afflictions of Satan Superman let's look at that it will be sudden Daniel 8.25 says that the Antichrist will be broken without hand this means that the Antichrist will be defeated, but not by man. His kingdom will be overthrown, but it will be a supernatural defeat. This is made even clearer in Revelation 19:20, when God judges this man. He will do it swiftly and harshly. Defeat is sure for the Antichrist and it'll be serious notice that Revelation 19:20 says that the Antichrist will enter the lake of fire alive then 1000 years later Satan himself is judged and condemned to the lake of fire when he is thrown in the Bible tells us that the beast is still there, Revelation 20:10. In spite of the man's abilities, in spite of his power, in spite his greatness, in spite of the fact that he received the worship of men, he is still defeated. All the while, he was ruling the world in great power. He was nothing. Nothing more than a puppet in the hand of God. He was just a pawn fulfilling a divinely directed purpose. This man, like so many others, found himself on the wrong side. Are you on the wrong side? Do you wake up and find yourself on the wrong side? Many of us do. Many of us have found ourselves on the wrong side don't get caught on the wrong side again my friend which side are you on this morning are you in line with the word of God have you trusted Jesus as your personal savior do you believe that the word of God is just that that the Bible is the word of God If so, you will never see the Antichrist in this world. If so, you will be in heaven in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ while the world endures and faces the wrath of God during the tribulation period. If not, then you will need to be saved. You gotta recognize that you're a sinner first before you recognize the need of a Savior. You're on the wrong side if you're not believing in Jesus. If the Lord doesn't come in your lifetime, you will die and go (laughs) to an eternal place of torment. The Bible is very clear on that if you don't get right with God. If he does come and finds you lost, you will enter into the tribulation period and you will probably give your worship to the Antichrist. 2 Thessalonians 2.12 So where do you stand today? We may wonder what all this has to do with us today. The answer is that Jesus is coming And the world is poised to enter a time of trouble like nothing, nothing the world has ever experienced before. What happens to you all depends on what you do with Jesus Christ. I invite you to come to Him. Give your life to Him. If you are saved, I would ask you to take a look at your life to see if you're pointing men to Jesus or away from him by the life that you live. I don't fear the Antichrist. I will be gone before he makes his appearance. What about you? Where will you be when Satan Superman takes the world by storm? When Daniel looked into these things, he fainted and became ill. Can you imagine what he saw that would make him faint and become so ill? He was a godly man. What effect do you think these words have on your heart this morning? If you don't, know who Jesus is then we seriously need to look at our our own life and give your life over to him because there's no second chance after we die it's either life with him in eternity, or life in conscious, eternal torment, apart from him, those are the only two choices. You don't have the luxury of, you don't have the luxury of sitting on the fence and having choices after you die. You have to make that decision now is appointed once to die and then judgment. You'll get another chance afterwards. So friends, I ask that you turn your life over to me before it's too late. God bless.